It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the Brian Oak Show. It's a podcast, which I guess is a thing. So thank you for listening very much. I appreciate it. My name is Brian Oak, which is why we chose that rather clever name. And here we are in our brand new studio with real grown-up professional musical equipment. And I got to say, you know, it was nice to start off the show somewhere that we had any equipment. The people at AudioQuip have tricked us out. My business partner and producer for this evening is Sean Bernard. How are you, Sean? I'm doing quite dandy. Um, AudioQuip has done very well by us, and they are they're just incredible. They do really good work. They're kind. They're generous. And I feel like it's a trick. Like, they are helping us out so much that I'm like, when's the other shoe going to drop? And they just keep being nice and normal. And I'm not sure that that's the way the world works. I feel like we live in such a cynical age right now. I'm like, oh, you're just great people. So AudioQuip, thank you very much. They provide audio equipment for people who... Maybe you've got a corporate event in a conference center somewhere. Maybe you have got a concert you're doing somewhere. They have high-end, state-of-the-art audio equipment. They provide a lot of services. Yep, wireless in-ear monitors, wireless microphones. They do uh, wireless intercom, kind of like uh, the 60s when you lived in L.A., and had that really cool wireless intercom. I never lived in L.A. in the maybe 60s. Maybe that's not you I'm thinking of. Maybe I don't think it uh, is. Paul Simon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they I do other wireless uh, they're just fantastic fantastic human beings at audio equip they sent me a list of everything they provided today just uh-huh. so i could, had an idea of what we were going to do for advertising for them yeah Whew. a lot this is like broadcast quality stuff right here i'm and sorry to ruin it, it it's not just that they have good equipment they're really nice people, and we've been really lucky to run into a lot of nice people so far. In fact, we are in our brand new studio. It's only our second podcast from the new studio, and these are the Smart Start MN Studios. We'll talk more about them in just a little bit. It is the Brian Oak Show. Sean, I want to tell you something, and I don't want you to be disturbed. I don't want you to call my mom. I don't want you to call your priest. <laughs> in less than two hours ago, I was in the presence of half goat, half demon Punishers and abductors of children. Your thoughts? S and M. No, you're like the fourth person to say that. No, I'm not into that stuff. Like, where's the gimp? He's sleeping. Get him up. <laughs> uh, no, not, not S and M. Are you familiar with the ancient Bavarian Central European legend of Krampus? That was the neighbors of the the people at the Christmas story, right? Krampuses. Nope. <laughs> Nope. So in in that legend, much not well, not entirely unlike our own Christmas legend. We'll talk more about this coming up, but just to give you a brief overview. You know, so Santa, if you are on the naughty list, you get a chunk of coal in your stocking. That is a walk in the park. Apparently, <laughs> Bavarian children were fucking terrible because Saint Nicholas would come, and in fact, tomorrow night, December sixth, is the night that he comes and brings children and gifts to all the good little girls and boys. You make the naughty list in ancient pagan Central Europe or in Bavaria. Krampus, who is literally half goat, half demon, <laughs> the best case scenario if he comes to you is you get whipped with a switch, just a big, thick, mean stick covered in thorns. That's the best case scenario. Really bad kids, you're abducted from your family and your life forever there's a reason why i wasn't there earlier tonight it's because i'm mostly irish and if i even see half goat i get turned on <laughs> whoa whoa you're making it even weirder than it already was so this, nah. this is this is an ancient pagan tradition sort of co-opted by the relatively modern interpretation of christmas but it's heavy man like 
again, a lump of coal in your stocking, that's disappointing. But you still got toys last year. You're still in your jammies, not going to school. That's cool. <laughs> being whipped with a stick or being abducted by a demon, there's something wrong in Bavaria. These are the people who gave us later hosen. There's something wrong there, man. <laughs> Man, if the best thing that can happen to you in ancient Bavaria is you get a brand new shiny pair of Bavarian folk pants, <laughs> there's there's something <laughs> wrong right there. In any event, the reason I bring this up is our guest who's going to join us tonight is one of my favorite people on the planet. And at the establishment that one of the establishments he calls home, he arranged an event tonight where, believe it or not, there are people who dress up as Krampus. Now, St. Nicholas is still an important part of this equation. Kids still have a chance at redemption you better not screw up, man. You want to talk about you, you better watch out if you're naughty or nice? <laughs> Germans are not screwing around on this subject. And Krampus really does look like a demon. Well, there's a group of people in Minnesota who are so devoted to this mythology, this legend, or maybe it's real. They're so devoted that they have formed a society that not only benefits our community by raising money and helping kids with their education, but also they're willing to scare them for the rest of their lives and incur thousands of dollars in therapy bills because these costumes they were wearing, the minnesotakrampus.com, go to minnesotakrampus.com, the Minnesota Krampus Society, half of these people in costume, their costumes were imported from Bavaria, made of actual goat hair, and the masks they're wearing are not a joke. Now, I shared a video on uh, my personal social media. I'll try to make it social so that everyone can see it. These people are not screwing around. Even St. Nicholas gave me kind of a little bit of side-eye. He was like, eh, I got a, got a bunch of guys over here that might want to talk to. It was very, but it was very festive. It was very fun. And like I said, I, want to, I don't want to talk about all of it, but running into them and sharing that video to promote this particular podcast, I couldn't turn down the opportunity. Was anybody wearing goat cologne? Man, I love that that <sighs> smell. What what is goat cologne? Ryan, you don't have to ask. <laughs> have you ever actually been super close to a goat and looked at their eyes? I've looked them deep in the eyes. Okay, so <sighs> while holding on to their. What are those things called? Horns? Horns. Handles? But again, I'm trying not to have you go to prison tonight. So if we could stop talking about that, that would be ideal. It's the Brian Oak Show. The only one thing I want to say, if you look at real goat eyes, imagine an hourglass on its side. Oh. And that's what they're, you think snake eyes are scary? Get close to a goat and you'll know why Baphomet, Mammon, the devil, hail Satan, Shem Hamfrash, there's a reason he has a goat head. Look. Can we hear some music? Because I didn't really want to go down the satanic path, not until at least we talked to tonight's guest. <laughs> he is a guitar player for the legendary Minnesota punk band uh, Dillinger 4, who are celebrating their 25th anniversary in the very near future. But he's also literally my very favorite bartender. And as someone who likes to... I'm not afraid of day drinking, and I consider myself bar adjacent. Uh, I would, I, I, that's no small statement in my mind. Plus, over the recent years, he's become a genuine friend of mine. And we'll talk to Billy Morissette coming up very, very shortly. In the meantime, I do love Christmas, and we're going to hear a little Christmas music. I'm not a big swing music guy, but for a while, it came back real hard. And Big Bad Voodoo Daddy put out a brilliant Christmas record. There's a couple standards on it, but the originals like this one are fantastic. And since I thought, well, Billy's going to join us, and he's going to bring a signature cocktail every time he comes, let's talk. Let's go ahead and hear a song about going out for a night on the town with Santa Claus. This is Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Last night, I went out with Santa Claus on The Brian Oak Show.
night I went out with Santa Claus We hit the town and broke a couple laws Yell Dasher Dancer, Prancer Vixen Christmas time just needed some fixer Last night I went out with Santa Claus And now me and Santa hit the town last night Deck the halls and swing all through the night. He said, Hey, bartender, give me a drink. I said, No more, man, cause I can't think. Last night I went out with Santa Claus. When Santa comes into my town, he always sticks around. We always hit the wildest place, cause you gotta be bad for goodness sake. Last night I went out with Santa Claus. The halls and bounced off all the walls. Yell Comet Cupid, Donna Vixen, Christmas time just needed some tricks. And last night I went out with Santa Claus.
You know, it's terrifying not collecting a paycheck or having health insurance or certain what the next day will bring. But there is sort of a freakish, liberating, thrilling freedom to be able to play a song called Honey, I Shit the Hot Tub on the Brian Oak Show. (laughs) That is legendary Minnesota punk band Dillinger 4, who formed in 1994. In fact, I'm reading the synopsis on allmusic.com right now, which is one of my favorite music resources ever. And they describe you very well. And they talk about how they came out in 1994, which if you do the math, 25 years ago. Now, my guest this evening was not in the original iteration, but came in very shortly afterwards and then would go on to tour with bands like Green Day, Ted Leo, more other bands than I can ever possibly try to track. So I don't like to call you pop punk because I feel like there's more of a fierceness there. I've been to your shows and watched Both young people and middle-aged men do everything in their power to destroy themselves while they lose your mind, their mind rather, to your music. Now, my guest has also been in other bands. He's also my favorite bartender in the Twin Cities. Billy Morissette, it is my genuine honor not only to welcome you to the Brian Oak Show, but over the last four years to have become your friend, man. Hello. Hey, how are you? It's my great pleasure to be here. I am too. Now, I I said, you're coming in once a month. We're going to make a signature cocktail, but we're not going to talk about that yet. We have so much more to talk about. But before we dive into your 25th anniversary, the way that you have made my day drinking worse than I ever thought it could have been, the way that we both joyously but also a little bit pointedly fight about the things that we don't agree on, I have to mention real quick that the Brian Oak Show is made possible by our initial sponsor, Smart Start MN. Driving drunk is super stupid. Don't do it. The end. But it's not the end because lots of people still do it all the time. And maybe you're not blackout drunk. Maybe you're like, I'm cool. I got this. Think about how many times you've probably done that. I know I've done it a zillion times. There was just that one time it didn't work. It was a long, long, long time ago. But more people will continue to do it because we... Even in this age of convenience, in this age where there's so many options to get yourself home, otherwise people still do it, boom, you get a Dewey. Now, here's the deal. Not only is it expensive, it knocks you around, and it prevents you from driving. And just because you got a Dewey doesn't mean your boss is going to be like, oh, that's cool. Don't come to work for three months. You're fine. <laughs> just kidding. It doesn't. You have to be able to get to work. You have to get the kids to zither lessons. You have to do whatever the... Th- I like that I got your attention on Zither. Are you a Zither guy? What the hell is a Zither? Look it up while I finish this endorsement, all right? Yeah, I'll get Uh, right on that. (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be. So anyway, what does Smart Start MN do? They do what's called ignition ignition interlock. No, nobody wants a breathalyzer in their car. But if you want to, within days, get back to being able to live a relatively normal life at a cost that is more reasonable than you would expect, they're the original Minnesota ignition interlock company, and they're the only local guys who offer it. That's right, and you'll get 20% off if you go to our website and click on the Smart Start MN logo. Otherwise, you can go to smartstartmn.com slash The Brian Oak Show. But don't do that. Just go through our website, click on the damn banner, and go there. Whether this is for you and you're listening right now. Or for someone and, you know. And the 5 has got you. Uh, or it's oh. somebody, somebody you know. Oh, five O. What's up? Five O listens to podcasts. Yeah, you're in the hood, right? Seriously, are are you you at Cabrini Green right now? Are you living in the projects? That's in any event. Dare you? Gangsta, gangsta. Okay, let's not let. Can we please stop that right now? Yes. Um, the The point is this: Should you make a terrible mistake, you can make the aftermath less terrible by contacting them. They will help you. And also, before we even did our first episode, which I'm not even sure. 
this is the right episode. Ed and Mike from Smart Start MN jumped on board, so please consider them. SmartStartMN.com. Maybe you're smart enough to not make that choice. You're going to know somebody who's going to blow it at some point. I wish they wouldn't, but if they do, SmartStartMN.com. It is the Brian Oak Show. My name is Brian Oak. His name is Sean Bernard. This is our eighth episode. When did that happen? I don't know. It's flying by. It's crazy. Well, and again, six months from now, it's going to be a different animal than it is now. It's already a different animal you than it was we'll on episode one. You think we'll make it six months? Oh no! I don't give us till I don't give us till February. <laughs> I, I was is the hypothetical, Sean. Okay, try, try right, to play right, just right, once in a while. So anyway, have... let's get back to talking to Billy Morissette. <laughs> Billy Morissette has been. And before we talk about your 25th anniversary, before we talk about this delicious signature cocktail you've made, I would like to know more about Millie, uh, Billy Morissette. I don't want to. I almost called you Millie <laughs> Morissette. You know, I've been, I totally I, I've been called. Uh, Alanis Morissette. I've been uh, Bill Anis Morissette. I've been, Are you uh, now? Your last name is the same. Are you related at uh, all there, to Alanis? There is a slightly different spelling, but no, I am actually from the east side of St. Paul and not from Canada. So you say. His name is Billy Morissette. <laughs> he is a member of Dillinger Four, also Butcher's Union, another band that you're in. I'm sure you've been in lots of other bands. But before we talk about your upcoming 25th anniversary show, which is a huge freaking deal. So you talk about being from St. Paul's Rock and East Side. You're a peppercorns guy. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I did grow up on the Rock and East Side, and, you know, I was a Harding guy. But for me, it was all about Leo's Chow Mein. I, I love the little dives, um, and that's the food that I grew up with, and I love it to this day. I don't know what a peppercorns is, but... Uh- only the coolest hardcore biker bar from the 90s on St. Paul's well, Rock and East Side. I remember the pain reliever. Oh. oh. <laughs> Here's the deal. Anytime anyone brings up St. Paul's <laughs> East Side, I remember seeing the pain reliever logo in like the back of city pages in the early <laughs> 90s. I was never actually there. I'm more of a lamplighter guy. Oh. Um, so you are, so you're born and raised. You are a product of this particular state and you... That's what I love about this podcast, talking to people that it matters. I know Minnesotans are very provincial. I know we're like, you know, they're like, oh, this particular Olympian spent two months training here. They're one of us, but you're actually a Minnesotan. No, it's absolutely true. I uh, grew up in the shadow of the Hams Brewery back when it was the Hams Brewery. Before oh, my. It was Before it was Stroh's. My, my grandfather worked there. My uncle worked there. As a kid, like, I remember, like, taking trips because i was raised by my grandparents uh to go get like spring water from the brewery and like like beer culture is in my life and i'm a barman to this day and i fucking love it um i have a question just because i need clarification because i i know people have different circumstances in their life and nobody you can't compare lives and you don't want to judge i had a i had tap water in my house what do you mean you went to get spring water did you like go down to the brewery with buckets or what are we talking about Yes, actually. Really? Literally. And I'm not Um, judging. I mean, when you say we went to get spring water, I'm kind of... No, literally. The Hams Brewery would generously offer for free to people in the community um, their clean sourced spring water that they brewed the beer with. And you you could just show up and take some. Yes. We would literally show up with like, hey, Culligan man, you know, buckets or whatever and fill up. Are you talking Uh, about Hams the Beer Refreshing? From the Land of Sky Blue Waters. That's Waters. actually amazing, and because you know what, I'll be honest, I I drink tap water on purpose because I feel like the reason when you go to Mexico and you drink the water and then spend four of your precious vacation days in the toilet shitting yourself is because you're not familiar with the local flora and fauna. So I drink tap water all the time, but in the spring, when everything starts to get organic and muddy again, 
it, Minneapolis water has a tendency to taste like an aquarium that hasn't been cleaned in a couple months. It's got a real... <laughs> From the land of sky blue water. Water. <laughs> Are we going to be accused? Comes the water best for brewing. Wow. Hams appear refreshing. Hams. Are we going to be accused of cultural appropriation? Thanks, Sean. Sean. Do, do you know <laughs> the name of the Hams beer? Of the Hams bear? The Hams bear I, has a name? Th- yes. I didn't know he had a name. Yes. The what Hams is it? The Hams bear has a name. What is it? His name is Sasha. Oh. Yeah. Apparently he's like Russian or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> whoa, whoa. So you, that's a communist beer? I thought it was an American no, beer. The Hams bear is definitely named Sasha. It is definitely a thing. Look it up. Here's what I've learned about uh, Billy Morissette, who is our guest right now on the Brian Oak Show, is I've learned not to doubt him, and if you're going to challenge him on something, you better be right. You better be right. So, Billy Morissette, before we talk about your storied career in Dillinger 4 and the other bands you've done, the music Mm -hmm. part of your career, you and I got to know each other by each of us being on the opposite side of a bar. Well before I started working my last job, I had a good friend who's like, you like brown liquor, Brian. There is a bar, new bar in St. Paul called Dark Horse. They have more than 100 bottles of brown liquor on the walls. Like, okay. And she raved about it. So I went and I was like, oh, it's a comfortable vibe. It's a cool place. It's called Dark Horse. It's right there on 7th Street. And then I started working in St. Paul and became a little more familiar with not only the location, but also the owners and the many kind people who work there. In fact, John Henry, who we had on a previous episode, uh, I met him there. And, you know, we talked about how he had a second weird secret life in a bizarre hip-hop duo. When he first told me, I literally laughed out loud in his face because back me up on this. He does not look like a hip-hop artist. I think I was actually there when he revealed to you that he was in MCVL. He I, has he has a you, mustache. And, and you lost your shit. He has a mustache <laughs> from somebody, a tertiary character in Easy Rider, and there's a scorpion in his belt buckle. No, it's, it, it's one that would have made... Tom Selleck envious. Yeah, and and but again, he's a wonderful person. So he most certainly is. That's also where I first met you, and we hit it off. We both like horror movies. We both like sci-fi movies. We both are very passionate about the music we love, and our Venn diagram of what you like and what I like largely overlaps. There are some significant misses, sure. but we've decided that we like each other more then we don't like the fact that you don't understand just how good the doors are. So, um, oh, we're not going to go No, there we're not going to go there. So my, my point was this. We're just going to put my that point under was the rug. We've spent plenty of time together. We have spent, spent plenty of time uh, having a little bit of the brown or whatever. I've watched you Frankenstein cocktails together. I'm like, that looks terrible, and it's delicious. Or you bring in something that looks like I will never touch that. And this guy's good at making drinks. So moving forward, at least the tentative plan now is depending on this goes uh we are going to have you by once a month and every time you come by you have to make a signature cocktail you've made something with i've seen you put things together with eight ingredients in them this has three relatively simple ingredients but you crafted a cocktail and you've given it a name i have and i haven't revealed it to you yet. no you haven't i told you to save it i wanted to keep it a little bit of a surprise because you and i both Occasionally, like a touch of the brown, um, as, <laughs> damning as, me with faint praise, as as the gentleman does from time to time, um, and and mostly, you know, we drink Irish, uh, the both of us. So I wanted to make a signature brand new drink, um, 
for you guys today that um, I had never made before or presented to anyone. And um, I actually came up with the title for the drink before I made the cocktail because I wanted to make something special for you. And um, I thought about your new endeavor here that you have going on. And I also thought about your great love of the incredible band Husker Du. <gasps> so I have created um, for you a drink called the New Day Rising. Um, Are you flirting with me right now? Well, my because hand B- is on your lap. Billy, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> you've, you've given me a special cocktail. You've named it after a Husker, Husker Du song. Mm-hmm. I think you're flirting with me. I just want you to know it's working. Like, don't give up. You keep I, keep I, working I, on I, it. I like it, but I'm going to tell you my process on this. Mm-hmm. I came up with the title first before I came up with the drink. Yep. So, um, as I said, I wanted to do something special for you for, like, this new chapter in your life. And, uh, like, uh, I know you love who to do, like Very I do. Very much. Um, and so what I thought was I came up with the title first, and then that made me think of a tequila sunrise, right? But right. I wanted it to be whiskey forward and yet kind of emulate those flavors so in a for those unfamiliar a tequila sunrise is uh tequila orange juice and usually a little cranberry or uh cherry juice so i wanted to make a really big like whiskey forward drink because that's what brian and i like so i used um, uh james <laughs> yeah so i used jameson black barrel which is um aged a little bit longer and some more charred Barrels gives a little bit of that, like smoky, like maybe whis- or tequila, but not crappy Scotch flavor. It's just, it's smokier no, without being no, peaty, which I'm, I like very much. No, I I am my Scotch palate is very underdeveloped. Same, same. I, I, I uh, super Scotch, limited, super yeah. limited. I, I prefer to drink Irish or from him cocktails a lot of time bourbon, but um, so yeah, we did the the Jameson Black Barrel, but then to kind of emulate those flavors that um were in the title that I came up with. I'm just doing a little bit of Angostura orange bitters and a little bit of a local distillery, Tattersall, um, their sour cherry liqueur. So you have that whiskey forward flavor mm-hmm. and then a little bit of the tartness and a little bit of that like citrus note. And in my mind, it sort of replicates and makes sense for a tequila sunrise that equates to the new day rise, uh, tequila sunrise, new day rising. I don't know. It made sense for me, man. I was told there'd be no math. There is no ma- You're the one who made the math. It, actually, there's not math. There are three very simple things here. There's It is whiskey forward. The sour cherry is perfect because I like a little sweetness. I like fruity. But the, the sort of the tarp, uh, tart sharpness and the citrus of the bitters, which bitters is a foreign language to me, man. I don't really understand it. You have made, so for the first drink you've ever made, the first signature cocktail, the New Day Rising, it is, I've, how many, do, I'm, I'm trying to think like over the years of sitting there and talking like, oh, we're working on the spring menu. The number of test drinks that you have given me, I feel like I should, I, I, I been punching myself in the liver for 20 <laughs> years. Uh, I would toast to you, Billy Morris. Cheers. He is the guitar player from Dillinger 4, also Butcher's Union. We're going to uh, listen to a song right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk about that 25th anniversary show that's coming up with a very special band, but in celebration of the fact that you made this song, you know about my love of the band, and Grant Hart's widow actually gifted me this particular lap- laptop right here. This is a Bob Mould song, but it's all coming together, and I feel very good right now. It's the Brian Oak Show. Here's Husker Du, New Day Rising.
Yeah, sure. It's the name of a legendary song by a legendary Minnesota band, Husker Du, but it's also the name of the very first signature cocktail made by none other than Dillinger 4's own Billy Morissette. Also, literally, and Billy, you know that I'm not a stranger to day drinking, right? Wait, you can drink in the day? <sighs> and how. Uh, and uh, But, um, you know... I've come to know this guy over the last four years, and I like him in a lot of regards. And now, we'll talk about it in a second, but we've gone to shows together. I've passed out in his basement before. <laughs> like, we've really gotten to know each other. It's uh, <laughs> kind of weird. In fact... There's no bonding like April wine bonding. Oh, we'll talk about that more right. in a moment. Before we do that, though, and the 25th anniversary show that's coming up from Dillinger 4, which I imagine that, like... People are going to get hurt. When you've been listening to a band for 25 years, you're not really cut out for Circle Pit, but you still want to do it anyway because nostalgia, right? Some people are like, let's go visit that old lake we used to go to. And other people are like, Circle Pit, which is why I'm looking forward to that show. Before we talk about that upcoming show, Sean Bernard, both my partner in this endeavor, The Brian Oak Show, uh, producing the, night, the show tonight. And really, I don't think I could have done this without him, which is why we're doing this together. He also happens to be by trade because he is still the smart one who has a day job, <laughs> unlike me. I'm drinking scope under a bridge. <laughs> well, you have a job. Oh, you look who can afford scope. <laughs> okay, it's generic scope. I was just trying to show off in front of my other under the bridge friends. And please don't be mad. I'm not making fun of anybody. I just talking about my own situation. We're really trying to play up Sean, who again, in all reality, is smart enough to still keep his day job while we try this new <laughs> endeavor. Your day job happens to be being a realtor for Edina Realty. And the reason that I thought this was a good idea to talk about and have be part of our show, you and I have known each other for, man, coming up on 25 years, yep. dude. It's been a minute. I've always liked Sean. Sean's never rubbed me the wrong way. You know, you don't always know about people, but you get a gut reaction. Like, I don't want to judge someone in the first 30 seconds, but if you could see someone, not see him for a few years, next time you see each other... Everything's cool. You get along just right. That's the kind of people that I like to spend time with. Because let's be honest, I got to be past the halfway point, don't you think? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, unless they, unless they, <laughs> unless some sort of amazing, unless <laughs> dark, I got dark quick. Unless some sort of cyborg technology comes along in the not too distant future, liver cyborg. <laughs> do they, do they I love that pause the best. Do, do they have those? Is that a thing? Know. Where can I invest? Get the scientists. <laughs> get the scientists working on the liver cyborgs Sign me immediately. Up for the <laughs> Speaking of, there is a Patreon account if you would like to support the Brian Oak Show. None of it will go towards my liver cyborg. It will simply go to our brand new independent studio, the Smart Start MN Studios. And if there's anything left over, we may put it in a little liver slush fund. <laughs> I, I, we'll, and you know what we'll call that slush fund? We'll call it David Crosby. <laughs> Oh my God. We, we have gotten off track. We have gotten off track. What I wanted to say is Sean is also a sponsor of this show as well as my partner. You sell homes for Edina Realty. And the whole point I was trying to make there before we started once again making it about my problems uh, is that you are a trustworthy individual, which I think when you enter into a thing that's as big a deal as buying a house. And I remember sitting down and they were talking monopoly money numbers. Like I'm like, I don't I, I've never seen how much? What? And so there's there's so much that's uncertain. There's so much that's scary. 
I trust you, but there's also a whole skill set that I think people who aren't familiar with the trade that needs to be present. Why, if no one's ever met you or heard of you, even though Brian Oak is giving you a ringing endorsement, why would they talk to you about this? I think more than anything is that I'm a neutral party, but I've been I've been doing sales for 25 years, That's and true. I know that it's very it's a it's a gigantic decision. I'm pretty good about you know the empathy side of things because the other weird thing is you'll get a husband and wife, one wants one thing, the other wants the other, and just being able to kind of navigate through all of, the, of those uh, murky waters. Huh. And uh, the, <laughs> and then the other part that I wanted to do is be able to give back. So I do a deal where every house that's bought or sold portion of that sale goes to the warming house a nonprofit music venue in south minneapolis on they're in the basement of farmstead bike shop right yep. on 40th and bryant so they're also really cool people and i've people, been to a yeah. couple of small performances down there super intimate space it is not made for a large show no but when you watch something down there it's in your face and it's intimate and it's amazing and so you give them money because they're a nonprofit and you are good at what you do if people want to get in touch with you like We've been thinking about selling the house, or maybe it's time to buy a house. How do they get a hold of you? Just have them contact Billy Morissette. No, don't. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. I'm right here no. behind the bar, okay. and well, <laughs> I will give you the most terrible advice you ever heard. It usually includes a shot. That's not true. Well, okay, he will give you a shot, and he won't give you terrible well, that's advice. advice. It'll just have nothing to do with buying a house. Now, Sean Bernard. 612. Okay, go ahead. Once eight, again. 859. Start again. 612-859-2594. Yeah. I know I'm supposed to repeat it twice. You get 612 kind of sh- yeah, do it. 859-2594. Even though. Sean the- Bernard at com. That's the one I was looking for. Just yes. In the podcast world, you can go back and forth. You can pop around. Speaking of, if you're only listening to us on one system, we are available three places. And I've gotten so many emails like, how come you're not on Pod Potato? Like, <laughs> look, we have to be able, or whatever it is. There are, so, there are literally dozens, if not hundreds, of vectors to market for a podcast. We have to go through Spotify. Is it Apple Podcasts or iTunes? Is iTunes dead? It's iTunes is Apple Podcasts is a part of iTunes. Okay, fine. It's through Spotify. It's through Apple Podcasts, and it's through iHeartRadio. Which, by the way, this morning I was on with the K Fan guys on the Power Trip Morning Show. Hilarious. Anyway, uh, that's the only place you can get. It's the reason we only publish through those, and so we can bring you sweet jams like the song we're about to hear from Peg Boy. Well, here's the deal: you don't have to love every song you hear on this show, but every guest I have on. I insist they pick two songs because I want it to be eclectic. I want to confuse you. I don't want you to be comfortable. We live on a garbage planet, and we are in the most uncertain times we've ever lived in. I want every guest to come in here to confound you and confuse you, hopefully delight you, but the most important part of the song is that there's a story. Yes, and I'm so excited that Pegboy is going to be uh, playing this show with us for our 25th anniversary. You know, it's ex-Naked Raygun, you know, at uh, Patty and Eric grew up in Chicago, and Naked Raygun was a huge part of their influences growing up. Throb, and, throb, throb by oh Naked Raygun. Oh, God. So, who's what do record? changed my shit, but yeah. throb, throb, throb by Naked Raygun. Insane. So good. Perhaps... The single greatest use of punk rock saxophone ever, and I don't mind, I don't want to interrupt your story, but I do have to tell one quick thing. Yeah. The first time I ever met the guys in the Bad Man, uh, local yeah. up there, they're, they're, they're somewhat fucking scum. great. Oh, their live show is unbelievable. The first time I met them, they've got a saxophone player, and yeah. they are feisty and punky and fun, more punk than ska, I would say, but there's yep. elements of both. And so I walked up afterwards, and I was thrilled. It's like one of those shows that you're unexpectedly delighted by, and I'm like. Holy shit, you guys must be massive Naked Ray Gun fans. And 
a wall of blank stares. Now, I'm not judging them. We've covered this with them before, but let me finish. A wall of blank stares, and so I let it hang, and I didn't want to shame them, but I said, and I did, I said this and turned around and walked around. I'm like, you guys have fucking homework! Because they're all young. And again, it does. It, it, I don't want to shame you, but they sounded like Naked Raycon! We're old. Which is fine. And, and I, I don't no, want to sh- shame someone. You should fucking know Naked Raygun. Jesus Christ. Throb, throb, all rise. These are records you need to know. Right Just now, I, right now, I want everyone who's listening to pause this podcast. Come yes. back because we're about to hear Dillinger 4. We're about to hear Pegboy. And there's an yes. important reason because it's the 25th anniversary. Pause this podcast. Go listen to Only in America by Naked Ray Gun. Ugh. Or maybe we'll hear Basically it on the... screams like, I mean, so much, so much. Maybe we'll hear it on the way to... Pe- okay, okay, you, but, and I, you and I both have to settle down. We've been right. drinking the New I'm, Day Rising. I'm getting excited. We both we're, we both experienced a half dozen Krampus as well as St. Nicholas earlier. <laughs> a dozen of Krampus? Uh, there's something I love... <laughs> I, I love being around you so much that I kind of want to take you home with me, but I, my wife would well, not you know, be cool with that. We're not going to play Take Me Home Tonight. We're going to listen to fucking Peg Boy, which is the band that was the offshoot of Naked Raygun. After Raygun broke up, Joe, the guitar player, and his brother formed a band, and it was um, uh, do some Bopal Stiffs and other bands, and they recorded this fucking jam, and it to this day is one of my favorite bass sounds. Wait till this bass kicks in. It's so fucking tight. Love bass. Great. Peg Boy right here on the Brian Oak Show.
Damn, I almost just got kicked out for, like, dancing around this studio. That was a fucking jam. Uh, do you remember when the occasional jackasses in the pit would do the <laughs> helicopter? We cross arms, we grab each other, and yeah. you spin around. And, and again, you know what you're getting into. If you go to a punk rock show, you're going to, when someone surfs, you're going to get a boot in the face. You can't be mad, you can't be a bitch about it, but the intentional helicoptering or the angry fucking beefheads who are in the pit. No, the helicopter is fine because you still looked out for one another. If you wiped out, like people were still picking each other up. That's, That's the whole thing about that, that the is pit. The, the whole it was philosophy. A community. If, even also, if you were by the way, money, if so, oh, counterclockwise, nerds, always counterclockwise goes the pit. How am I 51 years old and I'm only just now learning that? Oh, come on. You knew that. Well, no, I, I was in a lot of pits and I would follow the flow because, you know, you're you're like a school of fish, angry teenage punk rock fish. You're yeah. trying to yeah. smash the state, man. <laughs> I remember that band, Three Small Days or some shit. Oh, it was some 90 no, shit. No, different, different, <laughs> different, different. His name is Billy Morissette. He hey, plays, how are you? He plays a high. I'm good. And you are too. <laughs> Billy came in to bring us our first ever signature cocktail on the Brian Oak Show, which, by the way, if you'd like to support on Patreon, you can. Patreon.com slash The Brian Oak Show. If you'd like to hear updates, go to Twitter at Oak Show. That's O A K E S H O W. We also have a website, BrianOakShow.com. And, you know, we have sponsors. We'll hit our final sponsor here in just a moment. But so many people have come out of the woodwork to help. It makes me feel a little conspicuous. Like, it's weird. Like, I think it's called imposter syndrome when you're like, no, I enjoy what I do, and I think I'm pretty good at it. But all these people are suddenly, like, sort of devoting their attention to it. You're like, I'm not good enough for this. I'm but a Brian, failure. I hate myself. But, Brian, what if they spell it wrong and they try to go to the website? Fuck those people. We bought, like, three other domain names exactly. for the idiots. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to hook you up. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a reason that I went into business with Sean. I'm not a super detailsy guy, which may come as a shock to everybody. What? Sean is better at that stuff. I'd be like, I don't know. You want to hear Naked Reagan? I, anyway, that song. <laughs> so what you're saying is, I could spell it wrong and still go to the site. You're damn straight, Billy Morris. Fucking a. God damn it! I love being wrong and right. So <laughs> that's actually one of the deepest, most zen things anyone's ever said on this. And we're only eight episodes in. Good luck, every other guest that we ever have. Bring us to nine. Okay. Please bring us to nine. Anyway, I, we're going to move on this here in a moment. canceled. Billy, <laughs> Billy Morissette is guitar player for Butcher's Union, but he will yeah. be celebrating his 25th anniversary, the 25th anniversary of the Dillinger 4. Also, if you ever run into this guy in a bar, God damn, he makes a mean cocktail. Before we talk oh. about that, any of that stuff that's coming up, and it's coming up very soon, it is. I want to thank our other sponsor, Great River Radon Mitigation. So you're like, is that like a thing? Is that like from an old Japanese sci-fi movie? Like, no, it's not. Radon is what happens when it's a noble gasp. It lives in granite, and apparently here in the upper Midwest, we're lousy with the stuff. So you'd be like, well, that's okay. It doesn't seem to bother me. Yeah, it's colorless. It's odorless problem is when it breaks down it floats around in the air in the basement in your home or other parts of your home and it is the leading cause of lung cancer outside of cigarette smoking that sounds bad right that's because it is bad so you contact laurie at 612-701-2216 great river radon mitigation first thing they do is test best possible case scenario for an inexpensive test you don't have radon 
If you have radon, though, and trust me, I have a teenager, like, as soon as she was 14, she's like, I want my bedroom in the basement. <laughs> All the good things happen in the basement when we're kids. Come well, on. Yes and no. Anyway, she, she, weird, she th- weird no, things. She, a lot of weird things. She thinks it sounds like it's a separate apartment. Incorrect. It, and it, I'm losing the thread right now. Great River <laughs> Radon Mitigation. Talk to Laurie, 612-701-2216, or you can call the main office at 612-701-2215. Here's the deal. Maybe you don't have radon. Maybe you'll never think about it again. But if you have it, it's a genuine concern. Your home, you're going to be in your home for a long time. And don't just wait till you buy or sell a house. That's when most people get it checked. Right. Get it checked out from time to time just to make sure that you don't have radon in your place. And if you... Text Lari, uh, she will actually do it for a hundred bucks, which is a lot cheaper than a lot of places. I think fifty percent less than the norm, what they normally charge. Yeah, we said Billy and I agreed earlier there wouldn't be math, so I don't know why you didn't listen to that. It's simple non-math. If you Brian. know the Fibonacci constant, that is the discount that Great River Mitigation. Oh, nothing is a little penicillin won't take Fancy care of the golden words. ratio. All right, <laughs> let's stop being stupid and let's <laughs> never agreed, but also let's. We're going to pour another drink, but before we do... Oh, we will. Um, no, I know we will. I know we will. Uh, so, uh, Dillinger 4. Yeah. So, here's the deal. People who live on the coast are very coast-centric, and I think there are some people who appreciate what's happened here in Minnesota. Despite the various peaks and valleys of when we had a register and when it mattered to people, there's never not been a great music scene in Minnesota. There have always been creative people. It's always been interesting, and... I hate to break it to you. I don't really like kissing your ass, although I really enjoy your company. Oh, please do. Di- not literally. <laughs> this is a, I'm telling a story. Grandpa's telling a story. Dillinger 4 matters, man. Like the, There are different stories to be told in the different avenues of music. Am I saying that you invented what you do? No. Am I saying that you're a foundational pillar in the type of music you performed? I don't think there's anybody who could logically disagree with that. Dillinger 4 is an important band, man, and you are Dillinger 4. I'm not saying you're the whole Dillinger 4, but you're absolutely a part of it. Absolutely. You know, like, um, I I love the band. And, you know, I as you pointed out earlier, I am not a, an original member, actually. Dillinger 4 started in 1994 mm-hmm. with, uh, with the 7-inch uh, EP, and it was recorded as a three-piece. They were Dillinger 4. And um, wait a minute, there was only three. Yes. That's like Ben Folds Five, but there was only three people. It's, That's what you guys were copying. This is definitely a thing. <laughs> the first D four seven inch was recorded as a three piece, and then um, uh, we went on tour with my old band Scooby Don't. And um, uh, whoa, 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 Scooby-Don't. whoa! Everybody yes. stop! Everybody yep. stop! I, you might have told me this story one time during an afternoon of heavy day drinking. You were in a band called Scooby Don't. Yes, Scooby Don't. I'm going to kiss you before you get out of this room. Oh, I please hope you do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> hey, and that's the whole bit right there before anyone gets mad. Consent, right? We, we both agreed. No, Scooby Don't and D4 went on tour together, and um, Scooby Don't was going to break up. Uh, two of the guys were going to move out of state at the end of the tour, and uh, we went on tour with D4, and uh, it was 94. They only had the first... D4 had the first seven-inch. It was recorded as a three-piece, and... Um, by a couple days into the tour, um, we had decided that at the end of the tour, like, I was going to be in the band. Me and Patty had already been hanging out a lot, like, Eric, like, all the guys had already been partying, and my band was breaking up, and it just made sense that 
I was going to join. So I'm actually the new guy since 95. You're and the Ringo been, star it, of Dillinger 4. <laughs> it's, been the, it's been the same lineup since 95, but yeah. I'm you know what I love guy. is every time I've ever asked you about your band, because again, I'm not prying and I'm not like looking for anything, you refuse to ignore the initial and frankly, although a crucial part of the story, one of the least important parts about the story and the legacy and the influence of Dillinger 4, but that's why I love you, Billy Morissette, because you make sure that credit is given where credit is due, and you made a signature cocktail for the Brian Oak Show. Tell me when this 25th anniversary celebration is happening. Um, it's actually coming up pretty quick. It's going to be uh, Saturday, uh, December 14th in the First Avenue main room. Um, it's always a great, great, great pleasure to um, be a local band that plays in the First Avenue main room. You know, like, this is a club that I've been going to since the late 80s as a kid, like, standing outside in winter in my shorts, waiting to go see Seven Seconds in the entry, whatever. Like, Do you mean, like, your undershorts? What were you doing in your shorts in the winter? You punk rock kids are weirdos, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it it was, you know, the 80s. We were listening to weird shit, and it was probably baggy pants or whatever. But, you know, no. I feel like you're a big dead milk pen guy. It was probably probably camo, you know, camo cargo pants. That was cool. Um, You're still cool. (laughs) You'll dance to anything. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. But, no, like, First Avenue is the room I uh, grew up in, and um, I still have a special nostalgia for Every time I go there and, you know, we have a fucking star on the side of the building. Like, how crazy is that? So, but here's like, the deal. I mean, your humility is is admirable and wonderful. Dillinger 4 fucking matters, man. And so you don't have to walk around with your chest puffed out and be like, fucking right. I played in Dillinger 4 and I still do. But there's nothing wrong with recognizing. Here's the problem. You're a Minnesotan. I, I, can, I can't take a compliment and neither can you. Your humility is both wonderful, but also seeing Dillinger 4 live, stay back at least like six rows because you will get cut with a fucking machete. And that's what happens at Dillinger 4 shows. And neither one of us will ever have the last piece of pizza. That's a Minnesota thing. I, I got I got over it. I did get over it. Did it's you? the Brian Oak Show. Uh, we are reaching close to the end of our time. We're not done because what? you still have a song to play. That I has do. A great story to, don't, no, not, don't rush into it. I want to just say that it's the Brian Oak Show. And if you want to get on board, we do have a Patreon account. It's patreon.com, the Brian Oak Show. We've picked a date. But the details are very secret. The very first, secret. so everyone who jumps, yeah, exactly. Everyone who We're jumps on board at the VIP lies. level, you'll find more if you go to patreon.com, the Brian Oak Show, or you can find the link over at brianoakshow.com. We're going to do a series of live events. We're going to try to do a minimum of one a month. And again, it depends on availability. It depends on what we're able to pull off. It depends. But there's a lot of people who are interested and on board. We're going to do these live events. And at least for the first few, the only people who are going to get access are the people who jump on board at the VIP event. Not trying to hold you hostage. Not saying it's worth a tote bag. But it is going to be a special experience. Dude, my shoulder bag broke. Do you know what I'm carrying around all my shit in right now? Uh, the class broke. I'm gonna. Your colon. Don't say it. Do. <laughs> oh yeah, I won't say what's on it. I'm carrying around. Oh. A public radio tote bag that has the logo <laughs> of my former employer. Wow. Because I hate myself. Anyway, sorry. I just had a momentary personal therapy moment there. Yeah, it got weird. My point is. Let's move on. No, we talked last week. <laughs> 
I'm good. I'm actually moving on. I feel fantastic. Right? I also have noticed that Sean has a hammer sitting here right by my head. Now, I'm that's feeling a, a little bit threatened. That's that if actually, I go off topic, that's like, actually my, I might be punished. Two things. That's actually my <laughs> hammer that I brought, which is weird. Oh, Brian O'Connor's tools. But Sean's a way more violent Irishman than I am. So watch yourself, Billy. Watch it. He's Billy Morissette. Before we get to the story and his song, his second song gets to pick, I just want to thank everybody who jumped on board. Rebecca Slater, your photographs are fantastic. Amy Stubblefield Barthel, your help with the website has been invaluable. Dave Gatsmer, who also goes by Plug Industries and has a personal company called Paint Boy. The people who've jumped on board with genuinely no expectation of anything immediate in return. I mean, this is like Rumpelstiltskin, right? They're going to come back 10 years later and be like, we're going to take your firstborn. Luckily, Time to collect. I'm way past reproduction age. How about you, Sean? You doing all right? My reproduction? I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> um, my, my point was, thanks to everybody and the people who jumped on Patreon and just nice words in general. It's amazing when your life gets turned upside down to know that there are still incredible people out there, and it's the most wonderful time of the year. It Sp- certainly is. Speaking of, Billy Morissette uh, is what become one of my favorite people over the last four years. It was a slow build, but that guy knows how to pour a drink, and it turns out the quickest way to Brian Oak's heart, get him loaded. Well, just kidding. You and I both don't enjoy. Call, don't well, call the authorities. You know, I'm fine. We enjoy a touch of the brown from time to time, you know. Here's what ails you. <laughs> but that being said, and in all sincerity, it's great to have someone to talk to. So we met first as barfly bartender. Yes. But then we found out we had a lot in common. We liked music and our level of passion. And then suddenly what's weird is like, I'm old enough that I've got enough friends. I don't really need any more friends. But then suddenly, here are you and I at the Medina Ballroom seeing April Wine losing our minds. <laughs> this- I, li- I like where we've gotten to, but still. So we're going to have you back again very shortly. More certainly your cocktails. So. More talk. Give me one more time the details on the uh, Dillinger 4 25th anniversary show. The Dillinger 4 25th anniversary show is going to be in the First Avenue main room on Saturday, December 14th. Doors are at 7 p.m. Um... It's going to be a great show. It's, uh, it's D4. We're, we're going way, way back to the Wayback Machine, like literally to our first 7-inch in 94, like playing songs we haven't played in decades. We're bringing uh, Pegboy up from Chicago, who very rarely plays here in Minneapolis. Holy crap, we Reagan. played Pegboy and Naked Reagan tonight. Yeah. God, I um, like you. It's going to be great. Um, one of my very favorite current local like punk and hardcore bands, the Broke Downs, are going to be playing they definitely put their own signature stamp on, um, like, a signature punk sound. And then kind of a um, brand new punk supergroup, uh, a band Partial Traces is going to be opening. They are, like, um, Annie and Sturgeon from the Soviets. It's uh, Half Pint from Rivethead. It's um, our buddy Mike Rose from uh, Dirty Hits, all kinds of bands. And they're doing, like... Kind of a weird thing. It's more of like a moody keyboards, like atmospheric thing. But they just dropped their first record, and we're their family, and we're super stoked to have them. Um, it's going to be a fucking riot. Here's, here's the deal, Billy. Yeah, it sounds like an incredible celebration. I've actually got an ornament exchange that night with my local post office, so I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> I will jackass. kick you in the ornament. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just leave me one ornament. I'm kidding, of course. Billy Morissette is not only a fantastic musician, a force of nature, a highly opinionated individual, a talented bartender. I'm happy to call him my friend, and thank you very much for being on the Brian Oak Show, man. Cheers to that, brother. Now, I before, love you. Before, I, insane, man, and it's it's weird. Like I said, I'm old enough. I don't need any more friends, but I'm very, very glad to know you, and I'm glad you came on because you are one of the most dynamic individuals I've ever met. Now, the other thing is you probably would be dead if it weren't for your better half. And I know that sounds old-fashioned to oh. call her your better half, but I know that that's who this song is about. So I want to hear your second song because we're already going long because yeah. you and I could do this for the next three hours. But again, I'm going to have you back next month. Oh, but I, I want to hear the so. story because not only do I think she's incredible, but I know that you think she's incredible. And I also know that when you, when I said you'd be dead without her, you know, I'm probably not wrong. The very first time that Sarah Jean Hansen and I went out on a date, it was kind of weird because we were um, actually acquaintances for many, many years. Like, so much so that um, she had actually been down with a previous boyfriend um, in a vacation home with my ex. And we definitely ran in, um, not like tight circles, but like we were aware of one another, you know, you know, like, um, we were aware of who each other was and all that jazz, whatever. Um, doesn't matter. Um, so well, I think I, it's actually crucial. I think it does matter. So, I mean, I don't want all the details, no. but the fact that you knew each other and found each other eventually, that's the whole point, man. No. So eventually, um, I decided to ask her out for a date and, um, the first date I actually asked her to was going to see Willie Nelson in the Betterstone Amphitheater in uh, Mankato, but that was not for like months out at end. Um, after so, Whiskey River, I'm out of here. After, yeah, first song, bud. Um, so, so before we got to go on our first date, I actually like um, got to spend a day with her, and we spent our day riding bikes around uh, Northeast Minneapolis, and we wound up at Dusty's. Um, in Northeast, and I gave her five bucks to play the jukebox. And uh, her first song that she played was this song, which is not necessarily a super deep cut, but it is an obscure track. It's not a radio hit by any no. means, and but it's a great song. And, and I know that it hits you in the bullseye of who you are. It does. I love this jam. And... It was just one of those moments, you guys, you have that moment when, like, all of a sudden you're, like, just slammed in the face by, like, love. Absolutely. Like, I call like, that like a like a opening a safe or a clock. When the tumblers finally all fall into place, there, there's no mistaking it. It, it. You're All of a sudden it's like before where there was like, oh, this is a fun day and yep. that person's pretty cool. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm screwed. I'm in love. Absolutely. We were riding bikes, and I gave her five bucks, and she played this jam, and I fell in love immediately, and she's still the best thing that ever happened to me, and uh, fucking kick it, Sean. Well, congratulations, <laughs> you lucky motherfucker. Here's Cheap Trick on the Brian Oak Show.
More Midwestern masters. Master. Here's the deal, man. I understand why people are co-centric. I heard some figure once where like more than 70, maybe even more than 80% of the nation's population live within 200 miles of either the West or East Coast. So I get it where people are like, oh, yeah, the Midwest, I guess if I want to go pet a pig or put corn in my eyes i'll go to the midwest <laughs> or see a half goat exactly oh we did tonight we saw we are, saw are we going back to the goat let's move forward get in here no oh <laughs> you think krampus knocked is over stay up right on this mic billy morris said you stay right on that mic it's not over yet billy krampus you, you kiss it you kiss over. it like you love it oh yeah you want me to lick it no 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 delete 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 you're in a band you have mic control stay up on that thing i fucking know do you in any event before (laughs) look it's weird billy brought a signature cocktail but here's the thing we were at muddy waters one of his establishments earlier and um we were hanging out with half goats half demons and if i'm honest we might have started there it's possible well Probable. Okay. Before we get out of here, before we wrap up the eighth episode of the Brian Oak Podcast, I want to thank Sean Bernard. I I literally could not do this without you, and I appreciate your support and your help and you being able to do all the things I can't do, plus being up my ass every goddamn day about the things I'm dragging my feet on. You know I'm being serious, right? Like, I actually need that. That's good. Mm. It was a metaphor, by the way. That's actually off limits. That's not a thing. We'll see. Early days, right? Eighth episode. Okay, well, we'll take... You don't, you don't know what tomorrow may bring. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's been a sponsor. Smart Start Minnesota. <laughs> They're going to all cancel tomorrow, aren't they? I know, it's over. Great River this Radar is Mitigation. Uh, and, and please, if you need more information on our sponsors or... <laughs> Where to send the authorities? It's My only friend, it's the Bri- mother. I don't, don't go to the the Oedipal oh, God. You're actually, you're actually making it worse. I know. Is this uh, is this what we're doing every month? I certainly hope so. Well, it's what we're doing this month. I feel like we're all going to be in the. In county at this time next month. Um, yeah, it's not my first time, Brian. Whatever. Mine either, <laughs> Billy. You're not the only punk rocker in the room. I just don't know how to play an instrument. Um, in any event, thank you to Smart Start MN. Can you let me take care of a little business before we really light the place on fire? Thank you to Great River Radon Mitigation, our first two official sponsors. Hey, if you would like to be part of this magic, you're always welcome to sponsor. Sean, where should people go if they'd like to get a hold of you? Just call me or email me, 612-859-2594, if you have the courage to be a sponsor on the show. Or call the authorities or look for the flyers that were likely posted on the light post in your neighborhood because we had to register as whatever it is we are when we moved into this new studio. In the spirit of the holidays, I have to say this. All right, you two pixies, either out the door or through the window. My lips burnt. My lips bleeding, Bert. My lips bleeding. Hey, shitter's full. <laughs> to my, to my brother. What's his name? George. What's his name? George. I don't know what's Harry. going on. I hate Christmas. God, no, actually, I Let's actually love delete. Christmas. We're gonna do more Christmas. Don't, don't stop it. We're gonna do more Christmas coming up in the near future. Also, Dwayne L. Roland. One of the greatest rappers in the Twin Cities has got a brand new record dropping a week from this coming weekend. He's going to join us next week. Colleen Cruz will be joining us next week. And um, there's some interesting things in the pipe. So let's just slow play it. Don't tell him too much. Billy Morissette, you are both 
a dangerous, chaotic element and one of my favorite people on the planet. Please, one last time, before we abuse the listener's patience, what are the details on the Dillinger 4 25th anniversary celebration? Again, Dillinger 4 in the First Avenue main room on Saturday, December 14th. Doors are at 7 p.m. We're doing a fucking sweet show. It's uh, D4. It's uh, Pegboy from Chicago, ex-Naked Raygun. They very rarely come up to the Twin Cities. It's uh, an incredible opportunity to see them. Um, and one of my favorite current like punk and hardcore bands who are putting their own original stamp on punk, the Broke Downs from Chicago, and then the local band, uh, Partial Traces, who is Annie and Marin from the Soviets. It's Half Pint from Riverhead. It's uh, Mike Rose from uh, Dirty Hits. It's it's great, and it's dark, atmospheric, keyboard. It's going to be weird. It's going to be great. Let's Let's make an eclectic bill. So you basically have Emerson, Lake, and Powell opening up for a bunch of punk rock bands. Oh, my God. Do you remember back in the day there was a band called Emerson, Lake, and Lindale? Yes. Do you remember back in the day when there was a band called Ario Speed Dealer and no. they got in real trouble from, from the wagon? No. Do you remember oh, when there go. was a band called Shitty Shitty Band Band? <laughs> <laughs> we have That's to, a thing. We, I, I, I don't doubt you. For, here's, here's the lesson for tonight's show. First of all, love one another. Be kind to one another. Try to embrace the spirit of the holiday season. The second lesson is... Never get into an argument with Billy Morissette. Even though he's wonderful, he will not let you win. He is wonderful. And I love you very much, man. Thank you for being in here. I love you, too. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait till the next episode because we're going to get fucking weird. I have a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah, I... I, Really? Um, But once a month. Once a month, brother. Oh, dude. We didn't even dip our toe into this. We we can... He's very excited right now, and so am I. I'm very much looking forward to future episodes. I mean, we can do some pretend episodes in my basement if that's going to help kind of like calm us down a little bit. Yeah, let's go talk for five hours right now. I'm good, actually. I'm cool. This has been fantastic. You'll be back, I promise. Billy Morissette is, A, my favorite bartender, but he's also a member of many bands over the years, most recently Butcher's Union. But Dillinger 4 is not gone, and Dillinger 4 is celebrating their 25th anniversary we got to go. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to the people who tolerate us. Thanks to the people who got on board on Patreon. Here's the deal. Every single guest we have on the show, I'm like, you have to pick two songs. Here's the deal. Even though he's an over-opinionated jackass, he's still, he's still too humble and kind to actually pick a song from one of the most important bands in Minnesota music history, Dillinger 4. So I decided to make my final pick, which is how we always close the show. This song... Now, not the long version. You get 20 seconds. This is your elevator speech. Right. Tell me why this song matters. This song is actually one of the very first times that Dylan Forrest conscientiously tried to write a positive song. A lot of times, like, you know, we have catchy hooks, and uh, sometimes we write about how shit is fucking bad. We made a choice to make a song about how sometimes things are good, and this is that song. God bless us. Everyone, and thanks for listening to The Brian Oak Show. And I know that's bad for our image, but I don't give a damn.
time was wasted We're moving way too slow Let's go cause we're not getting any younger Time doesn't wait 